Hello and welcome from ZoomSphere. Hi everybody, I am your host Peter Rushgeff, and in this episode of the ZoomSphere podcast, we will be talking about growth hacking with Rutger von Stigtanz, head of growth at Rockboost. Based in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, Rockboost is one of the leading growth hacking agencies specializing in making brands and companies grow. During our conversation, Rutger tells us more about the seven pillars of growth hacking and some of the biggest challenges brands and businesses face when growing. With his extensive experience, Rutger gives us some nice examples showing the importance of being methodical and knowing how to execute a successful campaign. Before we begin, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to the ZoomSphere podcast on your preferred podcast platform or leave us a review if you enjoy our content. Uh, right. Um, if we can start uh, then with a few words about yourself and tell us more about yourself and your background, really. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, my name is Rutger. Um, I'm Dutch. <laughs> and for the last five years, I'm, I'm basically spending my working days um, as a growth hacker. Uh, I work and live here in Rotterdam, which is nice. And I work as a head of growth at Rockboost right now. Um, Rockboost is basically the first growth hacking agency in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, and doing working over there, um, there's just nothing more that I love to do than tweak, hack, and help move the needle. Uh, so my goal is basically to to help people uh, move forward, and by doing so, their business. Um, yeah. Next to that. Um, yeah, what I basically like so much about growth hacking is um, the instant result or failure, of course. So whenever you're putting your experiments live, you know quite quite fast what's happening, and if you if you if you did it right or that you should focus focus on something else very very fast. Um, and next to that, yeah, a little bit more background about me. So I run, I read, uh, I listen to Italo disco music. It's intense music. You should uh, check it out. Um, it also helps with the running. Um, yeah, and that's basically a little bit bit about me. So, okay, you mentioned Rock Boost. Um, I want to talk a little bit, if you can tell us a little bit more about the services that you offer, as well as um, uh, really kind of the work that you do. Obviously, you focus on growth hacking, but tell us a little bit more maybe about the clients that you work as a growth hacker for. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, at Rock Boost, we, we, we work with like the bigger corporations. Um, we work with scale-ups, we work with startups. So it doesn't really depend on like, hey, uh, what type of client you are, we're more focused on the ambition of the client. So where does he want it to go? And then we're looking for, in this client, we're looking for like, hey, um, is, this some, is this a party where we can actually deliver impact and help to the next level? Okay, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the process in a second, but uh, mm -hmm. tell us, in order to apply this process, tell us a little bit more from your own personal experience. What would you say are the biggest challenges for businesses nowadays when it comes to marketing and advertising their products or services, of course? <laughs> I think it's very simple. I think it's speed. <laughs> um, so I would say like the, the speed um, to set up new channels because like a lot of new channels, they are coming up and they are appearing. So the speed to basically adapt. Uh, and basically follow where your customers are. Uh, the speed in, in, in learning new skills that yeah apply in the new field, like 
technical skills, the data science skills, um, all that part, and then the speed and how to to get it in your team as soon as possible. Um, the speed and tooling, so new tools pop up and they can have impact on your business, uh, and the speed and how fast technology changes, I think. I think that will kind of wrap it up real quick. <laughs> Okay, that's perfect. And uh, I say we focus on your particular, uh, you know, field of expertise, which is growth hacking. For mm -hmm. our audience who are not that familiar, can you explain it to us? What exactly is growth hacking? Of course. So, in my opinion, it's it's basically a bit of a buzzword. Um, but what it what it is that we do is basically data driven marketing. So it's an iterative process, or you could say it's like a methodology to drive growth by doing experiments, which is quite important. The doing part is also quite important in that. So we're basically trying to help our clients move the needle by actually get into action mode. One experiment life is better than non-experiment life. I hope that it makes sense a bit. <laughs> it does. I think it will be quite interesting as well if you can uh, give us an example of what these experiments basically involve. Yeah, of course. Um, so let's imagine you have like an e-commerce store, right? And you're selling shoes and you're trying to sell shoes. And then you, you and then the question is, okay, where do we start? Like normally you would say, okay, let's do a TV campaign and we're all set. Well, in the new area, of course, you have a lot of digital opportunities and there's a lot of data available. So what you normally would do is you would go into the e-commerce store and see like, hey, where are we losing people? So if there are no, if there are no users on a website, then we know where the problem is because you can't sell shoes online if you don't have people on your website, right? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So then a possible experiment would be, okay, how can we create, do something very, with a lot of high impact that could drive a lot of users towards the website. And that can be anything. That can be social ads, which we do. We do digital marketing, other strategies. We can still do the TV campaign, although it's probably quite expensive and you don't want to, to wait so long and it takes long to set up. But yeah, all these things is what we, what we, what we keep in mind. So back to the e-commerce store, let's say we have a lot of users on the, on the platform, but we see into the data that they just don't find our product pages. Then we are focusing our experiments on improving the platform to better guide users towards the product page. And I think that's basically as simple as it is. Okay, okay, that's amazing. So uh, with that in mind, then now we get a better understanding. Let us, uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about the seven pillars of growth hacking. If you can, obviously you have an in-depth knowledge and I think it will be quite nice for people in order to, uh, obviously spe specifically for the ones that are not uh, as familiar as growth hacking to understand it in more depth. Yeah, perfect, thank you. Yeah, the, um, the seven pillars is basically kind of an, yeah, a framework or an approach on how we guide our clients and introduce our clients towards growth hacking. So uh, the first part of the pillar um, is mindset. So we basically start with the foundation and we believe that it's uh, working with the right mindset. So um, let's say the growth mindset is something that comes in different forms. So if you think and breathe in terms of skills, you could, fix like, you could think like, hey, this is something I'm born with. Uh, my talent is fixed. Or you could say like, well, hey, skills, I can tell myself every morning, I can do this and I can work hard and then you probably have a bigger chance that you actually will succeed. But anyway, so that's that's how we are trying. This is the basic uh, growth mindset from Carol Dweck and this is something we, we took and say like, hey, well, our clients 
should also know that this is uh, something how we want to work with them. Because doing an experiment, for instance, that could lead, uh, that could be something new that they have not done before. And from the classical growth mindset from Carol Dweck, challenges is one of the topics. And challenges is something that you should embrace because it's an opportunity to grow for yourself. Instead of, hey, if we do this, I might lose face at my job. <laughs> so this is okay. something which we, which, we, which we start with. And then from that point on, of course, we start to optimize our mindset. So we start to recognize like, hey, what kind of behavior are we doing? Are we blaming others? Are we blaming the weather for not making, a, for not making an experiment succeed? Or is there something we could have done better next time? So you're trying to improve your own, your own mindset. And we actually kind of, which is interesting to tell, kind of learned in the last few years that you need three additional mindsets. It starts a bit, if it starts to be a bit, a bit too, too vague, let me know. But basically three, three additional mindsets to adopt, to start uh, thinking and, and breathing. And the first one is actually the profiteer mindset which means you should, you should basically think in terms of business value, of impact, because you're the, the one, especially in an agency, the, the, you're, you're a CFO, the director that is paying your salary or your fee. Uh, yeah, well, they, they think money, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's why they're there. Yeah, so in everything you do, you should try to translate it, not into, hey, we did this amount of clicks and that's awesome, or we did this amount of conversions, we, we did an improvement over there, awesome, but also try and take your client into like, hey, what does that actually mean for you in terms of revenue or learnings that you could use for another time? So yeah, that's the profiteer mindset. Then the second mindset is basically the hustler mindset. <laughs> and then we don't mean uh, Gary V, work hard, effort, work 16 hours a day, but more like, okay, um, in growth hacking, there's a lot of bottlenecks everywhere. Uh, there's internal politics with clients, there's maybe a design that one of the founders don't think is agreeable anymore. But our goal as a growth hacker is to always make sure that we get something live, because again, Something life is better than nothing life. Because when, when you have an experiment life, you can learn, you can come back to it later and see like, hey, what, what did we learn here and how can we reuse these learnings for the next experiment? I can give a quick example about that one. So let's say you have a platform, a, a website which has a lot of, um, it's a job applicant website. So you have a lot of um, job applicants that are coming to your platform and then from your from your Again, from your homepage, they should go into like the detail vacancy pages, right? So our goal is, of course, to make sure like, hey, everyone from, these, from the homepage, they should go from some reason, they should be able to, to quickly go uh, to the vacancy detail pages. And we looked into the data and they saw like, hey, there's the biggest drop off. So this is where we should focus our experiments on. And then we, well, we, you go to development and you say, hey, I think we should make this change, right? We should put a button there that makes it very easily uh, for, for our job applicants to find the next step. Very simple. Um, but then development comes back to you and says, like, hey, okay, great, we can do this. It's going to take eight weeks. And then you say, okay, eight weeks, this is not, yeah, this is not the speed I was hoping for. The next coming eight weeks, we're going to lose a lot of job applicants, which equals a lot of value. So you're trying to find another way to do it. And then you, for instance, can use a tool like Sumo, which is a very regular tool or uh, a tool that just basically gives you the opportunity to create a pop-up or a smart bar that can easily guide users towards the next step. So you're trying to find 
ways and tools that are available to, to do something quicker uh, than with the current pace of the organization you're in. So basically um, um, using the available tools in order to achieve the results that you need, but also using some techniques in order to make sure that these uh, results don't arrive in, say, four weeks' time or something like that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's basically what we're trying to do, uh, do always. Hey, we see that there's an, an opportunity to, to fix uh, something that has impact, and then we just try to find a way around it. If the current infrastructure of the client is just not you know doing it fast enough and when we've done that you you're going into the like the third mindset so the profiteer mindset is is important the second mindset hustler is important and then you have the third mindset which we are trying to breathe and live um it's the systemizer um so the systemizer is basically okay how can we systemize what we're doing so how can we work from a process perspective and how can we um, automate what, what, what can be automated and, uh, and reuse what we can reuse. So also in terms of growth hacking, what you see when organizations start with it, they just, you know, just, just gonna do a lot of random experiments, right? So they're gonna do experiments on the acquisition side, on the retention side and on the referral side and they're just shooting, shooting. And uh, what we don't basically try to bring in is like, hey, let's just focus on one part of the funnel first, do experiments over there, try to really learn from those experiments and then reuse it again. I think that's key. Right, right. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think we get a really good idea about um, how you um, approach, you know, in tackling problems. I think that's the, uh, deciding the right approach when tackling a problem, specifically when it comes to performance in, in a digital era. I think it's, it's probably 50% of the job, uh, or at least a good chunk of it. Uh, right. So with that in mind, you're um, ahead of growth. Um, and what I'm also quite like interested to talk to you about is more about the business mm -hmm. side of it. So tell us a little bit more about uh, your team. How many people do you have in-house as well as more specifically do you tend to work with any freelancers on certain tasks yeah good good question um yeah the second pillar of the of the growth hacking is especially is team and uh team of course is quite important so we are currently we are with around 16 growth hackers here internally and additionally we have two freelancers on board and we are trying to we are we're trying to grow this year into like maybe double that. Yeah, we we working we're working with, with freelancers. Um, I think we're basically doing that so we can easily scale up uh, if needed and um, scale down. So that's that's one of the reasons we're working with freelancers, but but also because they can you know they can bring other other skill sets to the table. So let's say I want to start an experiment with Snapchat, and we don't have someone in house that can do that, and it's quite easy to to just. Try to get a freelance on board to to yeah either way help us out with the client right now and maybe onboard the team on it. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh, perfect. So uh, to move on, uh, I'm mm -hmm. quite interested. You you are very methodical so far in the interview, and what I'm quite interested in talking to you about mm -hmm. is the process that you go through when, for an example, uh, the company has managed to secure a new client. Can you tell us a little bit more about what is the process that you go through in order to decide what is the best strategy and and really what is also the best approach to some uh, problems which you have already identified for a specific brand, for an example. Yeah, good good question. Um, I think the, the the place where you start is is kicking off with the client, right? Um, understanding their business, understanding what their goals are, how their business model works, what the potential impact is that they are trying to make, and what you can actually. 
right to 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 help them with uh it's about their challenging uh but the challenges they have and after you've kind of got a good understanding of that you can together with the client you define their goals uh basically their ambitions you look at their ambitions in five years and then try to break it down into the next year and then try to really break it down into like, hey, okay, what does that mean that we have to do the next three months? Um, <laughs> and, um, and I think that last part is for me the most fun to do. Um, so whenever we have uh, concrete steps we can take. So whenever we know like, hey, uh, again, so to give you a little bit more backbone and maybe it's good to to again reuse the, the, the shoe factory e-commerce store. <laughs> um, so you have an idea. So let's say we have the e-commerce store. Now, what would you do in the beginning is, is like I just mentioned, right? You look into the data and see like, hey, where does it hurt? Where are we losing? Uh, and after you've done that, you can, you can basically define your focus. Okay, we need, we need new people in the, on the store the next couple of months. Okay, let's do our research and see like, hey, what are potential channels that could be interesting for this client? Also taking into account like, hey, what, what kind of team setup does the client have in place? Where can we teach them? What can they do themselves and what should we do? We as an agency should not be our, like in the ideal world, you can come in with a team of eight growth hackers, uh, you can work for a full year and say like, okay, this is, this is it. This is how we're gonna grow you. But in real life, you work with people and you work with budgets. And we especially also love it to use a very small budget of a client and then actually show, show them the impact we can make, not only on their revenue or on the metrics we're trying to push, but also in, like in, in getting their team towards a next level where you actually are doing more experiments at a higher pace with more qualitative, qualitative yeah, on a more qualitative way. So again, the example we just used is you can start shooting and doing a lot of experiments next to each other, or you can try to very take your client and, and yeah, and, and define it. Do your due diligence. Yeah, do your due diligence, but also focus. So focus on a channel first um, and try to, to, to help them also see the impact because when you're doing 10 experiments on the acquisition side then maybe then maybe you've learned something right the first experiments are not very likely to uh, to succeed to be honest and uh, so it takes a little bit of, of time and um, and getting a team uh, towards the next level that's really that's really a lot of fun so uh, with that in mind tell us a little bit more what sort of trends are you personally excited about this year what do you expect uh, the industry to move forward to yeah, that's a really good good question, and of course, I yeah, I, I thought about this one before, um, and uh, it's actually quite interesting because there are actually two two questions in there. The the first one is like, hey, what would be the same? So, what would maybe be the same next year? Uh, which is just also quite interesting to uh, to think about. And the other one is more like, hey, what would change? Right? Is that this kind of a can I rephrase yeah. your question a bit? Yeah, right yeah. absolutely, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And I think what, what's very interesting is to start out with like, hey, what would be the same? Um, and um, I think still next year, uh, people will buy from people. Uh, so that's not gonna change. Um, and um, people would like to be, yeah, would like to work uh, with people and led by people that have like their, their, their interest at heart. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure quite a few business owners <laughs> will be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I think that's 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 key to know because if we if we know that this will be the same, for instance, then we can also say like, hey, let's just focus on that. Let's just be really good 
at being a really good partner for our clients and helping them do what's necessary. I just yesterday had a, um, had a quite interesting sales call with a crowdfunding platform in the Netherlands. Um, and he just told me bluntly, uh, I don't want to be a 10. I don't want to be a 10 for Google. I don't want to be a 10 for, for this. Google, if you hear me, I don't want to be a 10. Uh, and I said, okay, what do you want to be? Yeah, I just want, you know, I have clients and I have good, I have good products, so they will come up. But I just want you to help me only focusing on the essential parts that will get me to a six. So just make sure I don't have any strange broken links on my platform or any really, really difficult, really major issues that, that, that will, that will, I don't know, get me a ban for Google or, or will really hurt my, the, will really hurt my brand recognition in the eyes of my users. But don't, don't try to get me to attend because that's not, just not something I, I have to be right now. Uh, to get me to the next level. And that's quite an interesting approach because then you are really trying to strip down for him right now, okay, what does he really need essentially to get into a six? And, and what are all the things that he, he doesn't have to do? So we can also give them as, as an advice because that will basically also help him further. And uh, yeah, so that's basically the first part. What we'll say the same. I think uh, this being a good partner for your clients, uh, having their best interest in the heart, um, and they probably also still want to grow. So this is also something that's interesting. Learning how to do that uh, faster. Yeah, basically how to do that faster, but also and quality, right? It's not something that from from that that's that's. That you're ever done with, right? Not like I'm, yeah, I'm the perfect. I'm the, it's not like I'm the perfect uh, growth hacker that will get you always results within three months. It's the goal. It would be awesome if I could do that, but this will take time, and this is the the time I love to to spend on it. Uh, because the more you you learn about businesses and how they grow, the more the more fun it gets. I think. Um, so yeah, that's basically I think what is um, gonna stay the same. Okay. Uh, okay. And yeah. I think what's also going to stay the same is that there are going to be new channels that will appear and um, and develop, and we we should adapt towards that. And I think um, strong products products will still be key next year. So that means we really should focus on validating and and learning, like hey, what's really the customer pains, and try to do that faster. Um, yeah, but what will change? I think the next couple of years actually are going to be the the years of intelligent digital mesh. And what we mean with that is intelligence basically stands for like how AI is virtually every existing technology and will create entirely new categories. So let's look at your fridge, for instance. Uh, you have a fridge in your house and right now it probably turns on the light whenever you open it, uh, which is quite cool. But then <laughs> let's imagine you, I don't know, can heat it up when you're coming home or can close it off with your phone. So now your fridge is starting to talk with your phone. Okay. And now, for instance, what happens if your fridge is empty? Uh, it will tell you to fill it up, I guess. Exactly. That would be awesome, right? And and this way, uh, this, this example of the fridge, is basically an example I'm making up right now. So it's probably a bad example. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but this fridge can maybe tell your phone like, hey, um, I'm empty, I'm missing milk. And I'm missing uh, missing some cold water, uh, but then your phone probably is connected towards an app that can do your groceries. Uh, so this can this can basically connect different apps all together. So intelligent digital mesh is just like a blend word 
for all the technology changes that are coming and how they can connect together. Okay, okay. That's very and, uh, interesting. So it's very similar from my understanding to the Internet of Things in, in, in some ways, if, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, in, in some ways it is. Um, but then I, I think it's just more of a combination of like, hey, okay, it's, it's AI, it's Internet of Things, but it can also be voice. Or, mm -hmm. And all these things are probably going to, I don't know, talk more and more, more together. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then one major difference is probably that it's going to be more easy and easy to use these kind of technology. So uh, with low code coming up, uh, it's going to be more easy to to click basically and let yeah click and reuse AI tools that are, for instance, existing already, and going to be making probably make it way more easy for a growth marketer to use them. So one of the okay. questions I would have, like, I'm not really an expert on this topic, but one of the questions is very interesting, like, hey, Ken, how is this, yeah, am I in, in time still in need to become a very good technical growth hacker or are there going to be tools that I can use to basically, yeah, move my clients forward? And I think it's going to, in the end, it's still going to be about customers, about humans that have a better experience than they had before. So it's still going to be like the whole, and you, know, you still also have to, take that into account and try to yeah, take this technology and, and turn it into better customer journeys. And I think that's going to be an exact, uh, very, very enthusiastic about it. And I think that's going to be a major challenge in the next year. I probably am going to need a few years for that. <laughs> and, uh, but that was probably, that's probably one of the things we as Rockboost already are, are tapping in. So we're trying to select, hey, okay, how does this, yeah, how is this, how is this going to work? And, um, which is maybe an interesting, interesting you know, subject for another uh, podcast, Intelligent Digital Mesh. <laughs> well, maybe we can have you again on a, on a different subject. Yeah, let me, let me <laughs> practice a little bit more than before that one, because this is a, this is a tough one to handle for me. No, trust me, you're doing more than fine. Uh, yeah, with that in mind, we kind of reach to my final question, which is uh, really if you can tell people where they can find a little bit more about Rockboost, as well as uh, uh, really kind of keep up with the latest developments and projects that you work on. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. I um, yeah, Rockboost is something uh, you can find online. Uh, quite frankly, uh, it's www.rockboost.com. And there's also a uh, blog post there about the seven pillars of growth hacking, which yeah extends from mindset into team into measurement into a lot of parts that can basically explain you quite simple on how we approach uh, yeah how we approach the process. Yeah, and I think. Um, yeah, we are also, if you want to know more about our team, we also have an applicant page over there and we have Instagram. Yes, we have it. And uh, yeah, just let me know. Um, just beat me up. My name is Rutger von Stichtans and you can find me on the same name on LinkedIn as well. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this interview, make sure you subscribe to the ZoomSphere podcast on your preferred podcast platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes.